0: evangelism today well, I want to just share one thing I was thinking about as the youth were up here um, you know I guess I want to share this so you have a, a picture of what I believe the church is that you know when we think of the church sometimes we think well the church is us you know the church is big but you know New Hope Christian Church is the people that are here you know there's a whole nother group out there that belong to New Hope Christian Church that you never see I mean I don't know I didn't count but um a lot of those young people they never come here on Sunday morning. They never come, you know, but they're a part of us. They're a part of us. You know, you don't know them, they don't know you, but they're still a part of the church. You know, they're they're here on uh on Wednesday evening. You know, they're 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 part of the church. For me sometimes I have a funny view and I say it's funny. I don't know how funny it is, but um people might say other people might say it's funny but um i really believe that the church in a lot of ways is is so much bigger than just us you know um we were at a wedding we were at a wedding last night here and uh, we sat at the table and two or three young couples sat with us and uh we got to talking and one young couple said well they lived in wayne and i said oh really you live in wayne they said yeah we live in wayne they said it was uh, a man, and woman, they had a blended family, and they had about six or seven kids and so we got to share a little bit well, see right away, I think they they 're part of new hope you know I think they 're part of the church right away. see, I say, well, since we got to talk to you, why well, you may be coming so you 're part of the church too you know i have a, i have a funny I have a funny way of seeing things sometimes, you know that uh sometimes people that don 't even know they 're a part are a part, you know. And by uh, prayer is that sometimes they'll actually come in fellowship with us. But, uh, you know, I think sometimes we, we get limited views of what the church really is. You know, we get limited views. Um, so I want to share today from Luke, the 12th chapter. I want to just talk, we're going to talk about evangelism. I just had a couple of scriptures I want to share with you before I share some practical things. The first scripture is in Luke 12, verse 11 and 12. Jesus told the disciples, he says, now when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authority, don't worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. And then in John 14, John fourteen twenty six, he said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So Jesus says to his disciples, he says, don't worry about what you're going to say. And isn't that the hard, I think sometimes that's the hardest part about evangelizing or talking to somebody. What What do we think? Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. What if they ask some question? I don't know what to say. And the Bible really teaches this. It says, don't worry about what to say. Don't worry about it. It says when you get there, That the Holy Spirit would help us. Now, that's scary because, well, that means, okay, so I don't know what to say. What if I say something dumb? What if I say the wrong thing? You know how our minds think? And I just want you to know that if you step out and trust God to say something, it may seem dumb to you, but it's not always dumb. You know, you just got to trust him. And if it's dumb, you know, then it's dumb. They probably won't pay attention to it anyway. But don't worry about what you're going to say. And then he told his disciples, he says, and I'll bring to remembrance all that I have told you. It's amazing sometimes the things you got inside of you. You know, that we've said, if you've sat, if you've been taught, if you've heard the word of God, if if you've experienced the word of God, there's things inside of you that you'll be surprised what might come out. And the things that will come out, you go, oh, yeah. And it's just a matter of trusting God. and, And sometimes that's scary. You know, trusting God is, is, is sometimes scary. I'll say scary. I don't know if that's the right word. You know, at first it's like, well, yeah, but what if he, what, what if and what if? Well, you know, a lot of times we need to forget about ourselves. You know, what am I worried about? Well, I'm worried about how I'm going to look. I'm worried about what will people think of me. I'm worried about all those things. And we just need to be willing to share. We need to be willing to share. So I want to look at some different ways of evangelism, some different kinds of evangelism. And I just want to talk about each of them just a little bit. The first one is lifestyle evangelism. Now, this is one I think a lot of Christians, we we sort of like, because lifestyle evangelism says if I live right, people will just see the gospel in me. If I just live a Christian life, that people will look at me and go, wow, they're a Christian. I think I want to be one. Maybe, maybe. Or if I live right, people just ask me about God. I believe that's all true. I believe that's all true. That's not really a biblical example of evangelism. It's a means to get to evangelism. If you live your life a certain way, which I think we should, and if you conduct yourself in a godly way, I believe then people may ask a question. And that then leads to sharing the gospel. Okay? But here's the facts. If I live a good life in front of people, and they see me and they say, wow, there's a good person. I haven't introduced them to the gospel at all. All they've seen is that maybe I'm a good person. Now, the downside of that is the Bible says that nobody's good. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short. So, Looking like a good person to people doesn't necessarily share the gospel with them. As a matter of fact, you could be kind of a not-so-good a person. But if you've been born again and you can share the gospel, your life could be an example because look at what I've been, look what I am now, look what I still struggle with. God's still helping me. He's helping me become what he wants me to be. You know, the gospel isn't necessarily shared by people just looking at us and saying there's a good person because you know what there's a lot of good people that aren't Christians okay so you know good is good we need to be we need to live godly but that doesn't necessarily share the gospel it may open a door open a door to share the gospel they have to hear they have to hear they have to hear the gospel another form of evangelism kind of like this is servant evangelism Acts of love and kindness leads people to the Lord. Maybe, maybe not. In other words, the idea being if I just help a lot of people, they'll see that I'm a Christian and I do things and they'll, they'll, they'll just kind of come to the Lord because I help them. Do you know what I found over the years? Here's what I found. There are people out there that just like you to help them. <laughs> they just, they, they like the help. They, it has nothing to do with the gospel. It has nothing to do with, with truth. It has nothing to do with anything. They, if you're willing to be a servant, they're saying, help me all you can. And nothing changes. Now, servant evangelism, again, can open a door. You know, if you have a neighbor who is going through a hard time and, and you, take them, you take them something or you go out and rake their leaves or you do something for them, great, I think we should. I think we should. But then, that has to open a door so that we can share the gospel. The Bible says they have to hear the word. They have to hear it. Somehow they have to hear it. You know. And seeing somebody do something good, there's a lot of people that say, well, thank you and just keep it up. you know. And uh, they will almost, and I don't know if you can take advantage of, of something. You can take advantage of that. Okay, I'll just say yes, you can. You know, do Christians get taken advantage of? Yes, and rightly so. Rightly so. So don't, don't, don't say, well, I'm not doing nothing because somebody might take advantage of you. Well, it will happen. So just that's not even an issue. Um, there's a saying that says, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Now, that's where servant evangelism sometimes can open a door. Because sometimes Christians have a habit of preaching at people without ever showing them any love. And people go, wait a minute. I don't care how much you know. I don't care that you know the Bible. I don't care how much scripture you can quote. I don't really care. First, I want to know you care about me, and then maybe I'll listen to that. Okay? So sometimes, you know, servant evangelism is important to open a door. Another form of evangelism, which we, we do as a church, is event evangelism. Bring people to an event. What kinds of things do we do? Well, you know, we have Christmas programs for the children. Christmas programs for the children are great events that draw people because people love to come and see their grandkids. They love to come and see children. Children it's just a fact, you know. When you have children do something, people show up, okay? Now, that's a great thing. Um, We do a fall party. Again, you know, you can invite the community. Um, We do VBS in the park, okay? But what we have to make sure is that the gospel's communicated. Now, some of those events, the gospel may be communicated by me or somebody that's in charge. Or it may be communicated by you as you have a chance to sit down and talk to somebody. Or you have a chance to invite somebody but there has to be a sharing of the gospel there has to be there has to be a message for people to know otherwise it's just a nice event you know otherwise nothing nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that you know it's it's okay but it's not necessarily sharing the gospel it's not necessarily evangelism um, another kind is neighborhood evangelism this, this is kind of interesting to me, going door to door, okay? 30 years ago, about maybe 40, I don't know, it's been a while. But there was a time when, you know, we did, we did some of that. You know, you just go door to door. Now, what's the downside if there is a downside? Number one is getting to where it's not really socially acceptable. People just don't necessarily like you coming to their door anymore. And they're very skeptical. You know, there was a time, I think, when it was more acceptable. And then it got to where, eh, I just don't open the door. There's been some groups who have probably tainted that a little bit. You know, we joke, you know, and I'm not faulting them for their methods. You know, what they do to share their message. You know, I won't name them, but we know who they are. You know, they go door to door. And so you get lumped in with that. And so people kind of tend to be like, well, I don't, want, I don't know that I like that. We used to, when we did the, um, some of the events in Wayne, we would go door to door in Wayne and we would put um, a flyer on everybody's door. And that was cool. And, and, you know, if we saw people, we'd go, well, a couple, man, it's probably been three or four years ago, this is how things change. I was at the park in Wayne and we were having an event coming up and I had some flyers And I was by myself. And so I thought, well, there's some kids over there playing. I'll just go hand them a flyer, you know, because you I always did. So I walked over and started hand, you know, giving these little kids a flyer to invite them to whatever was going on. All of a sudden, this mom come almost charging across the yard. And I thought, well, you know, kind of like, well, what's her problem? Well, naive me (laughs) quickly realized I was the problem. Because what was I? I was a man alone in a park with children, and in our society now, that's not good. So I was like, "Oh, wait a minute." So you know, but me, I see I'm naive and simple, thinking, "Well, you did that. People never questioned anything like it." Well, now they do. Now they do. So those kind those kind of things become a little more, a little more tricky. If you're gonna do anything like that, here's my suggestion take children with you. People, you're not as, you know, you got children, you're not as threatening or take, at least take a lady with you, take your wife, you know, it's not as threatening. You know, men, I'm sorry, but you know, that's just where it is right now. You know, that's, you got to just be wise about uh, how you do that. Um, Another form of evangelism, which I don't think, I don't know of anybody, I don't know, um, street preaching. I don't know if you've ever been in the city and watched people do that. You know, guys will just in the big cities, and I don't know. I think in, I think there's a guy who used to do it in Bowling Green once in a while. I think. Anyway, they just set up a box and get up and start preaching to people that walk by. Um, I, w- I, you know, it's not for everyone, and most people think people that do that there's something wrong with them. I think I, I I'm not I'm not saying there is. I just think people think that. You know, um, you know what? How I feel about it. You know, I give them credit. I don't know what their motives are, but I give somebody credit if they're willing to stand and share the gospel publicly. You know, I probably wouldn't do it and I don't know the success rate of what they do. But you know, if they're sharing the gospel, hey, you know, who am I to say? Who am I to say? Um, Another form of evangelism that um, has happened in the church a lot of times is using tracks. Um, You know, you might have a track you can take and give to someone a track one on one you have a and, and a lot of times tracks are good because it's something you can get familiar with and you can share it with somebody. Um, there was a track years ago that had the four spiritual laws and it just led people through through the gospel and you could give that to somebody and talk to them. you know it's kind of a little bit like the Gideons, you know it's a little bit like that one on one where you know they share Bibles and do personal evangelism. Um, you can take a track, and it gives you something to something to run on, um, or you instead of sharing, sometimes you just give them a track. Or I knew someone a long time ago, and he would leave tracks, and you could always tell he'd been around because he left them in the men's bathrooms wherever he went. You know, he would always leave a track, lay around, and and just hoping somebody would read it. And that's, you know, you get saved by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not, yeah. it's not, you know, yeah, well, you know something, when the Gideons hand out Bibles over at the university, they hand out, I don't know, maybe three or four thousand Bibles. And you know, honestly, where most of them end up, they end up in the nearest trash can. And you know, Gideons know that. Yeah, they will go pick them out and and recycle them, but they know that. They know that, but they know that there are some who are going to read it. And so it's not for them to decide all that, but they, and they know that. And so, so you know, it's okay. It's a you know, you can leave tracks for waitresses. You can leave a little little track with your tip. Now, if you're going to leave a track for a waitress, please tip her generously. <laughs> you know, don't leave a track and give her a quarter. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to mess with your witness. I don't know. You know, I think. But, but tracts are, are okay, and they, but they need to be biblical. They need to have a message. Um, and the last one is conversational evangelism. Now, this is probably the one that I think is, well, none of them, I can't say none of them are the best, but this is personal evangelism. This is the one where you're talking to somebody, okay? And here's what I think is, personally, I think is the best. Wait for a question. You know, a lot of times, just wait for them to say something. Wait for them to ask a question. Wait for them to, like, why is there so much trouble in the world today? Well, you know, somebody says that to you. It's like, oh, well, let me share with you. You know? Or, you know, why is, you know, all kinds of things going on. And people ask questions. Why is it? And so then you have an opportunity to share. And people say, well, How do I know what to say? Well, they ask a question, you give them an answer. Tell them where you're coming from. As long as they keep asking a question, you keep sharing. Okay? As long as the door stays open, you keep sharing. Now, if they go, nah, I don't believe that. I think you're crazy. Well, that could be starting to shut the door. And maybe you just need to wait a little bit. And just, you know, not keep pushing. Because sometimes we can maybe keep pushing, you know, and when they really don't want to hear it we have to be very careful but it but it's personal evangelism and i think that's one of the biggest things is just be willing to listen listen be sensitive be sensitive to what they're saying listen to what they're saying and where they're coming from and what they're struggling with and then the bible says be ready to give an answer in season and when it's time be ready to give an answer be ready to give an answer and here's one of the things that I when I was in sales, I was in sales for a while and I, I wasn't I wasn't always very good at it. OK, my form of sales was servant evangelism and just taking care of people's needs. That's how in sales, that's how I I wanted to sell something where if I just, you know, do a nice job and bring you present to you and you like my product, you're going to buy it from me. That's what I like okay i wasn't the guy i didn't want to i didn't want to come in here and sell something i didn't really believe in i didn't want to push something i didn't i wasn't good at that okay but here's something i wasn't as good at and they they always kept telling us over and over they says don't be afraid to close here's the deal don't be afraid to say to somebody have you accepted jesus you know that's the closure that's kind of the closure okay don't be afraid to say to them, well, have you? And then don't be afraid to pray with them. Because they told us that, you know, you could give the worst presentation in the world. You could give the worst sales presentation in the world. It could look like a flop to you. But, you know, some people, if you just ask them if they want to buy, they'll go, yeah. You could have done a terrible job. But if you don't ask them to buy, they're, they're never going to buy. At least, no matter what you did or what you said, give them a chance to buy. You know? And I thought, well, that's kind of simple. Well, it's the same thing as Christianity. Sometimes, you know, you may share something, and, and for a lot of us, we'll share things, and if we step back, we'll go, oh, man, I messed that up. Oh, boy, I should have said, why, why did I say that? Oh, look, it, they didn't like that. They didn't this and that. But you know what? You can always ask them, you know, have you ever asked Jesus in your heart? You know, if you're ever asking him forgive for forgiveness, you can always ask the closing question. You know, because they're either going to say yes or no, and then you say, okay, you know, they're going to respond. But if we never ask that question, they never get a chance. They never get a chance to buy. So a lot of times for Christians, I think we're just, we're afraid to disclose. We're afraid to, you know, ask the question, ask the question. And sometimes we just need to realize, well, what do we have to be afraid of? What are we afraid of? You know, what do we have to lose? You know, I shared last week about, you know, a stimulus for sharing the gospel is the reality of heaven and hell. And, you know, I think we've got to keep getting it inside of us, you know. If I don't share, what do they have to lose? Eternity. Eternity. That's what's that's what's in the balance is eternity. You know, there is a heaven and there is a hell. And so so that needs to be, a stimulation for us. And I think we also need to be flexible. I've shared these different ways. You know, we can say, well, okay, I'll pick one. That's my favorite. I'll do that. Be flexible. Be flexible. What I find is people are different. It takes all different ways to reach different people. They're all different different ways. And there's people who can reach certain people. You know, somebody might reach a person a certain way, and you go, oh, I could never do that. Well, then probably you won't do that. You know, we, we all have to be ourselves and be willing to share the gospel wherever we have opportunity, wherever we have opportunity. You know, and let me say this, and I think, I think there's, and we should, you know, you know, inviting people to church is a good thing. You know, that's a good thing. But inviting people to church is not evangelism. That's an invitation to hear the gospel, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? So we have to realize that, you know, it's, it's not just bringing people here or inviting them to an event or, do, you know, it's they have to hear the gospel. And the Bible says how are they going to believe unless they hear? And how are they going to hear unless someone tells them? Unless someone tells them. You don't get it by osmosis. You just don't absorb it. Somewhere, somehow, they have to hear the gospel. They have to hear the gospel. And the Holy Spirit then has to quicken it in them so that they receive what they hear. You know, that's the other thing. Just remember, we can share the gospel. The Holy Spirit then will quicken it to their hearts. You know, and don't be offended if you share the gospel with somebody and they reject it. Or don't be offended if they don't receive it. You know, another thing they told us in sales is, you know, you share the message probably, in The, the ad, I don't know where they come up with this number, but they said a lot of times you'll share seven times with somebody before they'll buy. Seven times. You know what that means? That means they're going to tell you no seven times. See, that's what that means. That means I have to listen to them to give me all kinds of reasons. Six times why I don't want that, I think your product stinks, I don't need it, I don't, why don't you leave, whatever. You know, but you never know. The Bible says one, one sows, one waters, and one reaps. So we don't know what part we have in all that. We just do our part, share the gospel, share it wherever, wherever we get opportunity in very simple, natural ways, and then we just trust the Holy Spirit to do his part. Let him take care of the rest of it. We don't have to worry about that. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you said you would send us out in your power, not our own. And Lord, you would equip us. So Lord, just help us to trust you. Help us to trust you that we would just be faithful to you. And where we get opportunity, Lord, we would see the opportunities to share, to share the gospel, to share what you've done for us. Lord, just help us to be faithful to you. Thank you for for the opportunities we get to share your gospel, your word. And Lord, we just thank you that your Holy Spirit is working in hearts. And Lord, when you're working in hearts, and you bring people across our path. Help us to be able to share where that door is opening. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for your presence with us, Lord. We just pray as we go today that you just uh, help us to be sensitive, to listen, to have eyes to see, opportunities to share your word with those around us. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.